are the carers for our neighbors. We are servants in our labor. We are counting well the cost of living for the Punks. Before we get into today's episode, we wanted to share several opportunities for you to get involved and be a part of the Dunker Punks podcast. Did you know that we are currently recruiting congregational sponsors for the DPP? Does your home church care about what youth have to say about following Jesus? Does your church want to be part of supporting young people with a platform? We are looking for 20 congregations to join us to amplify young voices of faith and give them opportunities to create and lead. If your church is interested, you can email us at dpp at arlingtoncob.org for more details, including a fantastic informational packet about how the process works and what we're looking for in congregational sponsorships. We're also recruiting a new communications intern. This is a position open to current and recent secondary education students, and it's a part-time remote paid position sponsored by On Earth Peace. If you're interested, you could work with a non-hierarchical project team of Dunkerpunks who live across the country, helping us recruit new voices, getting to know the young people who speak up on the show, and helping them make connections with their message. This position will help you get experience, professional skills, interpersonal communications, project production, social media content generation, fundraising, and graphic design. You would get to immerse yourself in storytelling and spiritual discourse promoting reflection, action, service, social justice, advocacy, and creation care. Plus, you'd get paid. If that sounds good to you, you can email us at dpp at arlingtoncob.org for more details that includes a job description. If it sounds good for someone you know, feel free to pass the information on. Tell them to email us. In today's episode, we get the privilege of hearing from Elise Gage, who's part of the National Youth Cabinet for the Church of the Brethren. That cabinet has been planning for National Youth Conference, which is happening this summer out in Colorado. It only happens every four years, and the National Youth Cabinet is the group that plans and outlines and prays for and makes NYC happen. We are grateful to have Elise with us, giving us an insider view into all that work. Here's Elise. Elise. 
Dunker Punks podcast. My name is Elise Gage, and I am a member of the Manassas Church of the Brethren in Virginia. I am currently a freshman at Virginia Tech and a member of the Church of the Brethren National Youth Cabinet. I was invited to talk about my experiences on this cabinet with you all, and I'm very excited to share all I have learned in the past year and a half as a youth leader in our church. The word leadership summons up so many images into our heads. Maybe the first thing you picture is a company CEO or some political figure. And while a lot of these different people certainly do maintain the qualities of a leader, good leadership is also demonstrated closer to home. Being on the National Youth Cabinet and planning for NYC 2022 has definitely taught me some huge lessons on leadership and service within the church. Let me just start out by saying your National Youth Cabinet is absolutely exceptional. I'm not just saying that because I'm part of it, but also because I get to see firsthand how we can all work together and accomplish and overcome some pretty amazing things. For those of you who don't know, there is currently a six youth cabinet from across the country that are serving the Church of the Brethren. We're currently about halfway through our last year on the cabinet. And can I just say, I have made some absolutely awesome memories and friendships here. I've also learned a lot along the way and was hoping to share some of this with you. So from all over this country, people I have never met before with completely different backgrounds and faith stories are making up this group. Some have been to National Youth Conference before and some haven't. The one thing that connected every last one of us was our devotion to God and to the church. We also started out our journey a lot differently than most NYC cabinets do. We had our first meeting on Zoom. Now, most of the time groups get to meet down in Illinois, um, but because this first meeting was back in February of 2021, it was safer and easier to meet up online instead. I think because of that, one of the first things this position taught us all was adaptability. Like many others during this time, we had to learn how to completely rework and re-envision this first meeting to be on an online platform. And if you know anything about online Zoom meetings, I am sure you know the infamous awkward silences that normally come with. <laughs> Nearly every single Zoom I have ever been on is just a screen of muted black squares. I have seen teachers basically begging people to contribute to online meetings and classes. However, this first NYC meeting was different. Our group got talking like crazy. You couldn't shut us up. And I can remember when we got to discussing the theme for NYC, we had ideas bouncing around from everyone. I still have the document where our lovely NYC coordinator, Erica, wrote down every thought that crossed our minds from entries as simple as the word love to huge sections of scripture communicating much more specific concepts. Um, this document, it's nine pages long. <laughs> I think this experience was super important because it taught me that good leaders learn the value of listening first and talking second. After all, even the greatest leader in the whole world is the one, still one person with one brain and one personal background for reference. The number of thoughts one person has is near negligible compared to the diverse spectrum a group can provide. So by making sure all ideas were heard, we were able to make the list as special and as inclusive as possible. 
So our team was so invested in choosing the right scripture that would connect with the most people for this event. It took us three days to figure it out. Everybody was contributing ideas, but we were also adding on to other thoughts and sharing our opinions about everything brought up. I think I can safely say that this was the most respectful and almost fun decision I've ever had to make with a group of people, let alone a group of people I knew next to nothing about. We also had some different priorities person to person. Um, some people were more focused on the associated imagery to a theme. Others were more worried about modern day applications. Um, we talked about the basis in scripture, relevancy to youth, and where we as a society might be in 15 months. I think one of the most important reasons we were able to make this decision was we all had a common goal, choosing a theme that would resonate with every single NYC attendee. That, <laughs> that is a difficult task. We're trying to find a theme that people, regardless of age, history, culture, opinion, experience, can get behind. And since all of us had our own individual perceptions shaped by all our own individual backgrounds, the ideas and the solutions that occur to one person may never cross the mind of another. So we needed all hands on deck and boy, did that group deliver. We finally decided on a theme and then came the trickiest and the most important part. What do we name the thing? The name of the event is the first thing everyone's gonna hear about. We had to pick it perfectly. Um, I have since lost the list we made of all potential names that we came up with, but trust me when I say it was very lengthy. Still, with everyone sharing their opinions and their reasonings behind each name, we were able to narrow it down to your NYC 2022 theme, foundational. I think the reason we picked this name really reflects the goal and honestly even the functioning of our group. Um, our theme was the foundations of an individual's faith, that an individual's faith can be built upon. And most people have heard the story of the house built on sand and the house built on rock, but we wanted to delve a little deeper than that because there are all sorts of foundations. So we thought about trees and how some roots are rooted deep, deep into the ground, and for generations into the soil, they just grow and develop. Um, likewise, some Christians have faith that has been built up for years and years and years, maybe in their hometown church or maybe some other place that they found along the journey of their life. Um, we also thought about anchors and how they might not be as rooted and built up from the ground as a tree would be, but you can still depend on them to hold an entire ship still. I feel like this kind of resembles the people that might get a little tossed around in the waves and the ways of life, but they stay firmly in place because of their anchor. We talked about cornerstones and building foundations, steadfastness and confidence that can come from a strong foundation. We realized different people on the cabinet related to different aspects of the themes for foundations. The people at NYC would too, so we chose the theme foundational to include all these foundations, those that have been developing and growing for years, and maybe those that just threw out their anchor recently to make sure that all types of youth will be able to resonate with the event. If you wanna hear more about this, definitely recommend coming to NYC if you're a youth. Um, 
But NYC isn't some week-long retreat that's only open to a certain type of Christian, and we wanted our title to reflect that. Because I think that sometimes, a lot of times, honestly, people associate churches with being a little exclusive. And while I've been a member of the Church of Brethren long enough to know that's not how we do things around here, some people attending NYC may have never stepped foot in a Brethren church in their lives. Being a decision maker in the church means keeping the little guys in mind. This isn't an event where we're organizing for our friends or our church mates. This is an event we're organizing for the country. And we wanted to display that anybody, anywhere, was welcome here. So first meeting, total hit. <laughs> a lot more went on behind the scenes in relations to decision-making and just generally getting to know each other, but I wanted to skip to some of the fun stuff. So you all on the Dunker Punks podcast get to hear from me, um, who had a slightly different experience on the cabinet than anyone else. I couldn't attend the second National Youth Cabinet meeting, at least not in person. So the rest of the cabinet and associated advisors flew out to Colorado University, which is the site for NYC itself to scout out the place and get to meet some people running the event. However, just because of the health and safety guidelines at the college I'm attending, go Virginia Tech Hokies, um, <laughs> I wasn't going to be able to fly out. I'll admit, I was pretty bummed. Um, I had wanted to meet all these new people and I had been to NYC 2018 and would have loved to relive some of those memories, but safety comes first and I was able to call in to a majority of the important meetings. So this second meeting was a bunch of business stuff I will not bore you with, <laughs> but let me, I will let you know that in case you're not aware, there is so much going on behind the curtain. Having been on planning committees and leadership cabinets in the past, um, I know not to underestimate the work people are doing that you never see, but the absolute detail and care put into the most minute of decisions. It's honestly mind-boggling. Um, trust me, Church of the Brethren, when I say your leaders and your organizers keep you at the front of their minds and do everything within their power to give to you and serve you. Um, I knew going into all this that NYC is a huge event, but I could not begin to fathom what's going on behind the scenes that even still I don't know about. So second meeting, I didn't really get the same experience as everyone else, which is why I was super pumped for our third and final big meeting. This meeting was mid-March of this year. And let me tell you, nervous does not begin to describe how I was feeling. This was it. <laughs> so many firsts and ha lasts happened that week. Um, first first, I got to fly on a plane with a bunch of strangers. Um, my saving grace was I actually got to sit with one member of the cabinet, so we kind of got to meet each other before I met the rest of the group, and that was a lot of fun. Uh, another first, I got to meet everybody in person, and let me just say, however well I thought we worked on Zoom, we work a hundred times better in person. I have never been in a group of people that clicked so fast, especially given how different we all are from each other. With our only connections being uh, our connection in God and the church that binds us, we somehow still got so much closer 
in such a short time than I've ever seen or heard of before. My final first, I got to see the Church of the Brethren General Offices. And <laughs> I'll be honest, I wasn't expecting this experience to be particularly life-changing. I mean, I've been in a bunch of Churches of the Brethren before. However, I can safely say that touring the offices and the archives and the innermost workings of the church made a lot more of an impact than I was expecting. Um, it really drove home, walking around that building, how many people serve the church and how many people are working hard to ensure our denomination is as great as it is. And my last. Um, this is probably also was going to be the last time our big group would get a chance to hang out like that. Don't get me wrong, we're all going to be working at NYC, but the event itself is going to be so busy for us, with everybody working their own separate jobs. It's going to be very difficult to find time altogether. It was so bittersweet realizing the next time we're all going to be in the same room again would be NYC itself. Being on the National Youth Cabinet has taught me countless indescribable lessons about collaboration, teamwork, leadership, decision-making, organizing, trust, compromise, adaptability, consideration, determination, and friendship. But if I had to narrow everything I've learned into two points, it would be these. Lesson one, to lead is to serve. We're not big company CEOs or political figures making decisions that will impact the church. We're not your managers or your bosses. We serve you. And in doing so, we are keeping every single one of you at the forefront of every decision we make. Our church definitely wouldn't be what it is without our leaders. But it also wouldn't be what it is without everyone the leaders serve. We care, we care, we care about the impact of our decisions, and we really, really care about how the church is growing and developing. Lesson two, to lead is to learn. Every, learning ex every leading experience is a learning experience, and each new situation has something to teach. No leader has it entirely figured out, and as in many aspects of life, there's always room for improvement. I did not expect serving on the NYC cabinet to completely reshape my perception on collaboration and teamwork, but look where I am now. Decision-making and sharing an opinion even doesn't have to mean struggling to persuade those around you and defending yourself against their criticisms. It can and should mean working together for the betterment of those you work for. So, subtle plug. If you're an adult and you know a high schooler that wants to serve and lead within the church, definitely consider nominating them for the National Youth Cabinet. Um, I speak from experience when I say it is not an opportunity to miss. And if you're a youth in the church that's ready to give back to the community you're in, find an adult that will nominate you. Trust me, trust me, trust me when I say the skills and the memories and the friends you make are long lasting and life changing. Thank you, Dunkerpunks Podcast, for listening. Um, I wish you all the best. I love what Elise has to say about leadership. 
and what it requires. As she says, being a decision maker in the church means keeping the little guys in mind. Have you had any similar experiences of being in leadership? Have you found, like Elise did, that to lead is to serve and to lead is to learn? We would love to hear what struck you as powerful in this episode. And we want to know how you are leading where you are. Tell us about it. We love to hear from you. You can email us at dpp at arlingtoncob.org. The Dunker Punks podcast is all about clearing some space to tell stories from young people about their authentic faith experience. We are in this in order to start conversations, create connections, and inspire people like you towards service, growth, community, and advocacy. You are part of our community. And you can follow us on social media at Dunker Punks Pod. We even have a new show archive on Pinterest if you're over there. You can sign up for our periodic newsletter at the show homepage, which is www.arlingtoncob.org slash DPP. And you can find ways to donate there to support the show. Did you know that every person who worked on this episode got compensated and that that's true for every episode we produce? A donation of $150 supports an entire show. $50 compensates an audio contributor. But even $5 helps us reach our goal of making space for young adults to tell their stories. Thanks for listening, Dunker Punks. This episode was created by Elise Gage, edited by Jacob Kraus, and I'm one of your hosts, Dana Cassell. I use she, her pronouns. Jacob Kraus creates our music. Suzanne Lay manages production. Emily Schlott volunteers in communications. And Arlington Church of the Brethren and On Earth Peace sponsor our show. The next episode features Brielle and On Earth Peace. And you can be looking out for that episode on May 21st. Until next time, Dunker Punks, take care.